and that's where the bent meaning, that's where the perspective or the, the, the whole foundation, the core of regeneration. October 6th. When it pleased God. Do I need to say much more? No. When it pleased God. Not when you said please. When it pleased Him. And He decided to reveal His Son in me. He pulled me out of all the stupid crap. I, which, by the way, He was killing Christians on purpose. And when it, when it would please Him, He pulled me out to reveal His Son in me. Not before he did these things, after he did them. Why? He let Paul get his testimony. And I mean, talk about an ugly testimony. He's out there killing all the people that he now had called them to go minister to. I'm like, oh, come on, God, you want to say, I appreciate, thank you for delivering me. You can't send me back with them. Those guys know I killed them all. Right? Yeah. God goes, that's why I'm sending you. Why? Because if you could turn around, they got all sorts of hope, don't they? See, you all have those same kinds of testimonies. And you won't let it happen. You're so busy going to try to fix yourself or create a ver better version of you. You won't let him have your testimonies. He wants your brokenness to glorify him and how well the, that his spirit comes in and moves in your life. That brokenness is used to glorify him. T today, you still glorify yourself with it, don't you? Make it all about every thought, word, and deed. Make it a big, dramatic, emotional moment and sensitivity moment. It's all about drama and all about pride and all about you. Not about him at all. Whereas if he was there, it wouldn't matter. Forgetting those things behind, he says. Forget them. Give them to me. Forget them. I got them. When it's time, I'll bring them up so we can use them to help somebody else. But in the meantime, forget that stuff and you follow me. Right? Yes. If Jesus Christ is to regenerate me, what is the problem he's up against? I want to say, do you want a list? <laughs> right? I have a heredity I have no say in. My heredity is the fall of Adam and Eve. Their fall, which was rights to themselves. So I have a heredity that I'm chasing what rights I have to myself. My lustful, I want what I want, and I have the right to want what I want. Therein lies the problem. The heredity that you have. I'm not holy, nor am I likely to be holy. And if all Jesus can say to me is tell me I must be holy, his teaching destroys me, despairs me, gives me no hope, makes me want to quit, makes me want to go do something else. But if Christ is a regenerator, Christ and me, then the hope of glory that I want that Christ in me. So not only do I have to be in Christ, I have to abide in Him. He has to abide in me. I want Him in me. One who can put into me His own heredity of holiness. Then I can begin to see what He's driving at when He says, He wants me. I have to be holy. I have to be like Him. Redemption means that Christ can put into any man the heredity, disposition, Hereditary, sorry, disposition that was in himself. He can take the same disposition that was in him about I'm not going to do nothing unless my daddy tells me to, and then I'm going to do with everything I've got. He can say, I can put that in you. Will you let me? Will you get out of the way? Will you lay down and die so I can resurrect this part of your life? And all the standards he gives me that are based 
on this new hereditary position he's put within me. Now I have a disposition that is much different than the one I started with. His teaching is for the life that he puts in. It's not for your life. It's not for every one of you to try to use as a model to create a better version of you. The commandments were brought forth to let you know you couldn't. This moral transaction, on my part, is agreement with God's verdict on sin and the cross of Christ. I have to agree that the cross is necessary for me too. He died to take away my sins. I have to get on the cross and die and don't pick them up again. The New Testament teaching about regeneration is that when a man is struck by a sense of need, God will then put the Holy Spirit into his spirit. When you finally realize, I don't just want, I desperately need him because your best efforts don't work. You're at a place at the end of your rope. You know you need something. You can't figure out how to get there from here. Then he'll put his spirit inside of you. Then his personal spirit will be energized by the spirit of God. So my then personal spirit will be energized because his spirit will bear witness to mine to say, come on. Me and Jesus are here. We got you. And I'm energized in that presence. And then it's going to continue until Christ be formed in me or you. It's a process, not an immediate event. There's a lot of washing, a lot of scrubbing, a lot of spots and blemishes got to be removed. And then, slowly but surely, he creates a holiness in you. The moral miracle of redemption is that God can put into me a brand new disposition whereby I can live totally a brand new life. When I reach the frontier of, of need and I begin to really know my own limitations, not be aware of them, but know them, know that I cannot go any further. I can't do this on my own. God, wouldn't that be a great place to be right now? Even though you're not? Because if you were there, would you put any more effort in? No, you'd already realize it doesn't matter to put how much effort you put in. You'd call upon the name of, you'd be on your face begging God and Christ to save you. From who? You. And to help deliver you to salvation, which only he can do because you can't. You'll be broken down on your knees and, on, and, and, and crying out to him to help save you because you will not know what to do. Just as the disposition of sin entered the human race by one man, so the Holy Spirit entered the human race by another man. And redemption means that I can be delivered from the heredity of sin. I can take the whole Adam hereditary position out. Well, that's not my first default any longer. And through Jesus Christ, I can receive an unsullied, pure, right, holy heredity that I can follow now in my everyday life from the Holy Spirit. You know, a little bit, one of the biggest differences you're going to find out about, about the difference between Christ and Satan, God and Satan, God doesn't have billboards. Amen. Satan keeps all his stuff in your, in your eyes every day. Billboards, TV, you know, computers, phones, you know, they're nonstop plaguing you with everything to try to seduce you and get you to be excited about things and feed and fuel your lust every second of every day. Where does God put up a billboard? Mm -hmm. 
Or does God come on and try to get you to seduce you to, to come give your life to him? No, he lets you live your life till you realize you need him. Then he's going to go, right here. Been here all along. By the way, I know exactly what you have need of, but I can't help you until you come over here and let me help you what you have need of. Because more than likely, what you have need of is not what you think you need. You might need a little coaching on that from him. Romans 1, 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, the gospel of Christ. For it's the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew and also to the Greek. For therein, within these things, is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. One bite at a time, you start eating your way unto salvation. What do you have to eat? The shit sandwich you, you, you made for yourself. You understand that, right? Yes. You've got to eat it in righteousness now. So now it's used to glorify God, not, not, not seduce you, draw you away, keep you walking after yourself. You've got to eat everything you went through to the glory of God. Do you think Paul went out after he fell to his face and his past wasn't an everyday issue? <clears throat> Everywhere he went. Everywhere he went, they knew him. So he had to be an overcomer. <clears throat> every day. He had to testify every day about the change in his life. So I'm not that guy anymore. I'm over here now. So everything in his life was eating the crap that he had created by doing things his way to show people that he, he was no longer doing those things. How hard did Christ try to say um, I'm of my father. I tell you the truth. You know, you keep talking. Tell, tell me, you know, I do all these miracles, all these. I am trying to show you, show you, show you, show you. And you will not believe. Now, his position wasn't to show you to get you to turn. His position was to show you to make you make a decision. So we have to realize, are we going to be out there and going to be a message to make people make a decision? Well, I guess you can't if you haven't made a decision yourself yet. Right. Romans 3, 21. But now the righteousness of God without the law is made manifest, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. For even the righteousness of God, which is by the faith of Christ, unto all and upon all that believe. For there is no difference. For all have sinned and fallen short or come short of the glory of God. So then being justified freely by his grace, by the works his son did, make it a way where there's no way in our life because there was no way for us to get there except he did what he did. Through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, we now have been able to cover that ground, cover that, that expanse in between us. Whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through the faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past. He can come back and say, I did it, so it doesn't matter what you did. So we declared righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. To declare, I say at this time, his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him which believes in Jesus. 4.13 For the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed, through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. 
For they which are of the law be heirs, faith is made void, and the promise is made no effect. In other words, if you could do this on your own, your legal perspective, you all the works you're doing, then faith is made void. It doesn't matter what Jesus did. It's not going to work for anyone in the world. Because the law works wrath. All it does is make God upset that you're trying to do it yourself. Where there is no law, there's no transgression. Therefore, it's of faith that it might be by the grace of God. To the end, the promise might be sure to all of the seed, not to that only which is the law, but that also which is the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I made thee a father of many nations before him who he believed, even God. Abraham believed God. Who quickened the dead, calls those things which are not as those they were. The grace. Who, against hope, believed in hope. That he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken. So shall thy seed be. And being not weak in the, in the faith, be considered not his own body now dead. When he was a hundred years old. Neither the deadness of Sarah's womb. And he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. And being fully persuaded that, he had, that what he had promised, he was able to also perform. Are you persuaded that what he's promised he can do? And if you are, what are you doing? You must not be persuaded that he can. He staggered not at the promise of unbelief. So therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness' sake. Now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him. For us also, to whom it shall be imputed, that if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered our, for our offenses and was raised again for our justification, we then can have the same thing. Amen. 5, verse 12. Wherefore, as one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world. But sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the same attitude or same issues as Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. Free gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God, the gift by grace, which is one man, Jesus Christ has abounded to many. And not as it was by that one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation, the free gift is of many different issues that you might have under justification. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace of the, of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, which is Christ. So therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation. Even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men under justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous." Moreover, the law entered, that the offense might abound. But where the sin abounded, grace did much more abound. That as sin has reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. 6-1. So what should we say to these things then? Shall we continue in sin that grace then abounds? Know you not that so many of us, as were baptized into Christ, were baptized into his death? So where, therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even we should walk in the newness of life. So have you been baptized in the death of Christ? Yes. 
So, Father, we should even walk in the newness of life. For if we've been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. So, you have the opportunity to be in the likeness of his resurrection if you've been baptized into his death. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. Your body of sin should have been destroyed in you. So why are you serving it? For he that is dead is freed from sin. But now, if we be dead with Christ, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dies no more. Death has no more dominion over him. For that he died, he died into sin once, but that he lives, he lives unto God. So likewise, you... Reckon yourself also to be dead and lead indeed to sin, but alive unto God through the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let not your sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it and the, and the lusts thereof. Yes. Neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourself unto God and God alone as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God and unto holiness. Amen. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but you are under grace. Amen. So what then? Should we sin because we're not under the law but under grace? Again, God forbid. Know you not that whom you yield yourself service to obey his service, you are to whom you obey, son of God, son of Satan, whether it's sin unto death or obedience unto righteousness. But God be thanked that you were the servants of sin, but you obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered unto you. Being then made be free from sin, you became the servants of righteousness. I speak after the manner of men because I get the fact that you have an infirmity. Your flesh. For as you have yielded your members in time past, service to uncleanness, iniquity to iniquity. So now, stop and start yielding yourself, members to a service to righteousness unto holiness. For when you were servants of sin, you were free from the righteousness. You didn't have a burden on your head. What fruit you had in those things, though, now you're even ashamed. For the end of those things was death and still is death for many of you, if that's the way you live. But now being made free from sin and be, having become servants to God, you have your fruit unto holiness, and the end of that is everlasting life. It sounds to me like the right carrot. Amen. You're going to dangle a carrot, that's the right one. Right? Yes. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through His Son, Jesus. Amen. 8.18 For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to even compare to the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creature waits for the manifestation of the sons of God. We can hardly wait till God comes back. I'm a real, I've, I've got one concern. Where are you going if he does? Are you, are you completely sure that if he came back right now and from your behavior that he's going to welcome you into heaven? Are you even playing around with this faith thing and letting your flesh lead and uh, all your legal perspective, all your ways of doing things and your efforts of trying to be right, are they going to get you in? Well, this creature was made subject to vanity. That means all about selfishness, which I still see, right? Not willingly, but by reason of him who subjected the same hope. So God gave you over to selfishness, like he did Adam and Eve. You're, you're no problem, this is what you want. You get to go spend the rest of your time selfish, focused on you having to help yourself. But then it's the same one that said, but I'm going to send my son <clears throat> in a minute. Well, actually, four minutes. 4,000 years later, his son showed up to reconcile everything. A promise that was made. Mm -hmm. 
because the creature itself shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption to the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and travails and pain together until right now. The whole world's falling apart and groaning and groaning. Yeah. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit. Even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit, the redemption of our body. For we were saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man sees, why would you then hope for that? <clears throat> but if we hope for what we see not, then we do by patience wait for it. So likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. <clears throat> and we know that all things <clears throat> are going to work together for the good to them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Amen. Romans 10.1 Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God is for Israel, that spiritual Israel, is that they might be saved. Amen. My prayer for all of you is that you end up saved. Amen. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. For they are being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves under the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believes. It's going to kill your efforts of doing to all those that believe. Hmm. For Moses describes the righteousness which is of the law that a man which does those things shall have to live by them and will be judged by them. But the righteousness which is of faith speaks on this wise. Say not in your heart, who shall ascend to heaven? That's to bring Christ down or from above. Or who shall descend into the deep? That's to bring Christ again up from the dead. What if, says I, the word is near thee, it's even in your mouth and in your heart, that is the word of truth which we preach. So what if we could say, if thou will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart that Christ, God, has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. If you confess it and you believe it. Not once. You've got to keep confessing it and keep believing it. Which is what he says, for the heart the man believes constantly and righteousness and with the mouth confession constantly is made into salvation. For the scripture says, whosoever believes on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. The same Lord over all is rich and all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, that of the Lord shall be saved. God says, I'll Amen. fix that. But you best call upon the name of the Lord. Yes. 13, 11. And that, knowing the time, that now it's high time to wake out of sleep. For our salvation is nearer now than when we first began to believe. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us never cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not rioting, drunkenness, and chambering wantonness, not strife and envy. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh. No provision to the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Amen. Go back one, thirteen one. Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but that of God. The powers that are ordained of God. So God's ordained the powers that are to be 
here today. Whosoever therefore resists the power, resists the ordinance of God, and they that resist shall receive themselves damnation. For the rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Will then they not be afraid of the power? To that which is good, you shall have praise of the same. For he that is a minister of God and evil for good, but also... If you do that which is evil, be afraid, for he bears not the sword in vain. He is the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon them that do evil. So wherefore, you must need be subject, not for wrath's sake, but for your own conscience sake, to know that you're in the right spot. Then, knowing the time, how much you ought to live? 15.6 We may, with one mind and one mouth, glorify God, even as the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ. Whoever receive you one another as Christ also received us, to the glory of God. Now I say that Jesus Christ was a minister of circumcision for the truth of God to confirm the promises made to the fathers and that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy as it is written. For this cause I will confess to thee among the Gentiles, sing in thy name. And again he says, rejoice you Gentiles with his people. Again, praise the Lord all you Gentiles and laud him all you people. And again, Isaiah says, there shall be a root of Jesse that shall rise up to reign over the Gentiles and in him shall the Gentiles, that's us, trust. So now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in your believing, Amen. that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. First Corinthians 1, 18. For the preaching of the cross to them that perish is foolishness. But to us which are saved, Amen. the cross is the power of God. For it is written, I shall destroy the wisdom of the wise, I will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is this disputer of the world? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. In all the greatest wisdom of God that they thought they had, they didn't know him. Yeah. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them yeah. as he began to preach to them that they might believe. Yeah. For the Jews regard a sign, the Greeks seek after wisdom. We preach Christ crucified. And the Jews is the stomach block, the Greeks foolishness. But to them that are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. Amen. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. So you see your calling, brethren, how not many wise men after the flesh, not many strong, I mean, not many noble are called, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. Base things of the world, the things that are despised, has God chosen, yes, the things that are not, to bring to nothing those things that are. That no flesh would ever glory in his presence. But of him are you in Christ Jesus, who is made, who God is made unto us, wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, redemption. That according as it is written, he that glories, let him glorify and glorify themselves in God, God alone. <laughs> Two one. And I, brethren, when I came to you, I came not with excellency of speech or wisdom, declaring unto the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Christ crucified. Amen. And I was with you in weakness and fear and trembling. My speech, my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but was in the demonstration of spirit and power. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of man, but your faith. Through what I've taught, my stand in the power of God. Amen. Five six. Glory, your glory is not good. Know you not that a little leaven is going to leaven the whole lump? Purge out therefore that old leaven, that you may be a new lump, as you are unleavened. For even Christ, our Passover, sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Now, old leaven, neither the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Let's make these choices and decisions and make it with sincerity and truth. Amen. Mm -hmm. 1 Corinthians 6, 9. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? So be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, effeminate, 
abusers of themselves of mankind, thieves, covetous, drunkards, revilers, extortioners, none of these shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. But you've been washed. You've been sanctified. But you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. All things are lawful to me, but not all things are expedient. All things are lawful, but I will not be brought into the power of any of them. Meats is for the belly, the belly for meats, but God shall destroy both it and them. Now the body is not for fornication, but, the, but for the Lord, the Lord for the body. And God has both raised up the Lord and also will raise us up also by his own power. Amen. Know you not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Should you then make the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? God forbid. What? Know you not that he which is joined to a harlot is one body for two, he says, shall become one flesh? He that is joined unto the, world, unto the Lord is one spirit. So flee fornication. Every sin that a man does is without the body. But he that commits fornication sins against his own body. Fornication, by the way, can also be idol worship as you're taught all the way through scripture. Yes. Okay. What? Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you? which you have of God and you are not your own. For you've been bought with a price and therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Amen. Keep yourself rightly aligned with God. Amen. 2 Corinthians 3. three one. Do we begin to commend ourselves or need we as others some letter of recommendation? Or letters of recommendation from you. You are our letter written in our hearts, known and read of all men. For as much as you are manifestly declared to be the letter of Christ ministered by us, written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God, not with tables of stone, but fleshly tables of the heart. And such trust have we through you, through Christ to Godward. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to anything, to think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God, Amen. who also has made us able ministers of the New Testament. Not of the letter, but of the Spirit, for the letter kills, but the Spirit is what gives life. Amen. 2 Corinthians 4.1 Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, we receive mercy, we faint not. We have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness or handling the word of God deceitfully, but by the manifestation of the truth, committing ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Amen. But if our gospel be hid, it's hid to those that are lost whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel, Christ, who is the image of God, should then shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, ourselves, servants, for Jesus' sake. Amen. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of the darkness, has shined into our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God and the faith of Christ. Amen. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. The excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. So we're troubled on every side, yet... Not distressed, we're perplexed, and yet not in despair, persecuted, not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed. Yeah. Always, always, always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. For we which live, ones that actually want to live, are always going to be delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. So then death works in us for life in you. We have in the same spirit of faith, according to his written, I believed, and therefore I've spoken. Now we also believe, and therefore we're going to speak, knowing that he which has raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise us up also by Jesus, and shall present all of us with you. For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. 
to which cause we faint not, but though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. Amen. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, works far uh, for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but things which are not seen, but the things which are seen are brief and fleeting, temporary, those the things that are not seen are deathless, everlasting, and eternal, which is what we're looking for, right? Yes. 5.17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Amen. All things pass away, all things become new. All things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself by Christ, and has given to us a ministry of reconciliation. To wit, the, the God was in Christ, reconciling the word of himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. So now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, not as though God did beg you by us, but we pray you in Christ's stead, be, be you reconciled to God. For he has made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we, we might be the righteousness of God in him. Second Corinthians 13. Verse 4. For though he was crucified with weakness, yet he lives by the power of God. Amen. For we also are weak in him, but we also shall live by him with the power of God towards all of you. Amen. So examine yourselves whether you be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know you not there's yourself how that Jesus Christ is in you unless you're a reprobate? And I trust that you shall know that we are not reprobates. Now I pray to God that you do no evil. Not that you should appear approved, but that you should do that which is honest, though we be as reprobates. For we can do nothing against the truth. Everything we do is for the truth. For we are glad when we are weak, and you are strong. For this also we wish, even your perfection. So therefore I write these things, being absent, being present, I should use a sharpness, according to the power which the Lord has given to me for edification, but not to actually destroy you. Galatians 2.16 Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus, even we have believed in Christ, that we might be justified by the faith of Christ, and not by the works of the law, for the works of the law shall no flesh ever be justified. Amen. But if, while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves also are found sinners, is therefore Christ the minister of sin? God forbid. For if we build again the things that are destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. For through the law am I dead to the law, that I might live unto God. So I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. In the life which I now live in this flesh, I live it by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me, gave himself for me. And I will not and do not frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness came by the law, something I could do, then Christ would be dead in vain. 3.1 Oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? that you should not obey the truth. Before who eyes Christ had been evidently set forth crucified among you. Yeah. This is only what I learned of you. To receive the Spirit by the works of the law or did you receive it by the hearing of faith? Right. Are you so foolish having begun in the Spirit you're now going to perfect this by the flesh? Yeah. Have you suffered so many things in vain if yet it was in vain? Yeah. He therefore that ministers to you the Spirit and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Yeah. Even as Abraham believed God, it was counted him for righteousness. Know you therefore that they which are of faith the same are the children of Abraham. And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached before the gospel and Abraham saying, In you shall all the nations be blessed. Amen. So then, they which be of the faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that continues not in all the things that are written in the book of the law to do them. But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it's evident. For the just shall live by faith. Amen. The law is not 
of faith. But the man that does them shall live in them. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed everyone that hangs upon a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through that faith. Amen. So, brethren, I speak after the manner of men, though it be but a man's covenant. If it be confirmed, no man can disannul or add to it. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made, and he says not to seeds as many, but as of one, and that seed which is Christ. And this I say that the covenant that was confirmed before God in Christ, the law, was 430 years after. Could not disannul what should make the promises of no effect. So we had the promises. 430 years later, we got the commandments. The commandments didn't come in to disannul what God said in the promise. Right. They came to help us ultimately figure out how do we get there because we were too stupid to, to figure it out to do it because we kept trying to do stuff on our own. Right. Sound familiar? Yes. So the commandments in there were to, to, to find us guilty. And so we then we'd call upon the name of the Lord and find his grace, which is through the promises, to be delivered to us because it was promised before all of this Amen. in Abraham by faith. Amen. For if the inheritance of the law would be no more of the promise, but God gave it to Abraham by a promise. So wherefore... Then serve the law. Why should I serve, then serve the law? It was added because of transgressions. Till the seed should come to the promise that was made. And it was ordained by angels in the hand of a mediator. Now a mediator is not a mediator of one, but God is one. Is the law then against the promises of God? God forbid. For if there had been any law given which could have given life, for truly righteousness should have been by the law. But the scripture had concluded all under sin that the promise of faith by Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe, not worked out the law. But before faith came, we were kept under the law, shut up under the faith which should afterwards be revealed. So wherefore the law was our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ, to get us to realize we can't, only he can, which is what I'm trying to tell you to do today. Amen. It's your schoolmaster to show you how foolish you are by staying the course you're on. Instead, come and be baptized into Christ and put on Christ. Amen. Right? Yes. yes. But after the faith has come, there is no longer us under schoolmaster. We are now available through Christ. So for one. Now I say. That the heir, as long as he's a child, differs nothing from a servant, they'll be Lord of all. Why? Because when you're brand new at this thing, what are you gonna do? Work and figure out how, how this life looks when all of a sudden you get to a place where somebody can serve you. But the first thing you gotta do is learn how to be a servant. Yes. Right? Could a, could a child born under a king and a queen and never ever had a, a, a put in a position where he had to serve, would he ever have an appreciation of those serving him? No. 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 So go practice. Yeah. Go serve people. Why? Because mm. through that you will learn that when you're finally being served, you have an appreciation for the effort they're putting in. Mm. But it's under a tutor and governors until the time appointed of the father. Even so we, when we were the children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the Fullness of the time was come. God sent forth his son, made of a wound, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. Amen. And because you are sons, God has sent forth <coughs> the spirit of his son into our hearts already, crying daddy. Amen. So therefore there is no more a servant, but now you're a son. Amen. And of a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Amen. Galatians 6, 14. But God forbid that I should glory save in the cross, except for in the cross 
the Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto me, and then I am also crucified unto the world. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision avails anything, nor uncircumcision. But what matters is a new creature. Amen. And as many as walked according to this rule, peace be upon them and mercy upon the Israel of God. Thenceforth, let no man trouble me, for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. So, brethren, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Let you have the spirit of Christ to guide you and lead you. Amen. Ephesians 1, 3. Blessed be God the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings and heavenly places in Christ. That's really cool. With all that stuff said up there waiting for you. Are you going to get there? I got really bad news. I'm going to ask a prayer for God, right? You ready? I'm going to ask you for all your stuff. When you don't show up, I get it. Yeah. Yes. You sure? Mm. I'm not even going to get an argument. <laughs> wow. That's too easy. He's blessed with all spiritual blessings and heavenly places in Christ. I guess you have to believe that. Then maybe have a little more of a mind, right? Maybe not. According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we, we should be holy and without blame before him in love. He chose us that we could actually be holy through him. And, and then more importantly, not just holy, but before him holy. Amen. His kind of holy, not ours. Right? <laughs> Having predestined us to adoption of children by Christ Jesus to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. So he took his will, he put it into action, and he got you there. Amen. Yeah. Right? To the praise of the glory of his grace when he had made us Accepted in the blood. He made a way where there wasn't a way. He took your life and made you acceptable in the blood. Hmm. Dead gravity. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, where he has abounded towards us in all wisdom and all prudence. Amen. Wisdom is an experience so you know what to do and what not to do, and prudence is yeah. not doing it. Yes. Okay? Having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he had purposed once again. In who? Himself. I got a purpose to get you there, and the purpose is going to be done through me. So I'm going to take you by the hand, I'm going to bring you into me, and I'm going to take you across the finish line. Amen. Want to go? Yes. Yes, yeah, sure. Yes. All right, then I'm going to have to get that stuff back. Dang it. See? Just when I thought I was getting some more in here. I knew they'd show up. Huh. In whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things after the counsel of his own will, that we should be the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ, in whom Amen. you also trusted, that after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, whom after you mm. believed you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, mm. which earnest of our inheritance to the redemption of the purchased possession and the praise and the glory, his glory. Amen. So wherefore also I have heard of your faith in Lord Jesus, and, I, and love towards all the saints. Cease not to give thanks to you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation also in the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened, that you may know what the hope of this calling is, his calling on you, Amen. that what the riches and the glory of the inheritance in the saints actually is, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us Amen. if we are one that believes. Amen. According to the working of his mighty power. So he gives his power to us so it lines up with the power that he's working in so we can all be one mind, one accord, working together in the body of Christ. Amen. Which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him in his own right hand in the heavenly places. So far above all principality and power, might, dominion, every name in his name, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all the things in the church, which, by the way, the church is his body and the fullness of him that fills all in all. So that would be us. 
It's not all these under him that are under the church, too, if you're in him. Yes. 2.11. Wherefore, remember that you, being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, were called uncircumcision by that which is called circumcision of the flesh by made by hands, that at the time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now, Amen. in Christ Jesus, you who were sometimes far off have been made near by the blood of Christ. Amen. For he is our peace who has made both one, has broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity. Even the law of commandments contained the ordinances for to make in self of two one new man, so making peace, and that he might reconcile both unto God by one body, by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby, and came and preached peace to you, which were far off unto them that were near. Through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father now. Amen. Now therefore you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints, the household of God, you are built upon the foundation of the apostles, the prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building fitly framed together grows into a holy temple of the Lord, in whom you also build together for a habitation of God through the, through the Spirit itself. Amen. 4.17 This I say, therefore, testify the Lord, that from now on walk not walk as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind, <clears throat> having understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over to lasciviousness, to work all uncleanness with greediness. But you've not so learned Christ, if so that you've learned, heard him and been taught by him for as the truth is in Jesus. Right. That put off concerning the former conduct the old man, which is corrupt according to deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, that you may put on the new man, which after God has created in righteousness and true holiness. Amen. Therefore, put away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be you angry and sin not, let not the sun go down upon your wrath, neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more, rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good, that he might have something to give those that need. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, that that which is good is the use of edifying, that it may minister grace to the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed to that day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor, evil speaking, put away, be put away from you with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. Ten. Six ten. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to be able to withstand the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand. Therefore, having your loins Gird about truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, your feet shod, the preparation of the gospel of peace, and above all, taking the shield of faith, wherein you can quench, be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication of the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for, the, for all saints. Amen. For me, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mysteries of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Amen. Philippians 3, 7. What things were gained to me, we've read it before, I count as a loss for Christ. Yes, doubtless, and I count all things but a loss for the excellency, the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them as dung that I may win Christ. Amen. They may be found in him, not having my own righteousness, 
which is the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the faith of Christ. Amen. The righteousness which is of God by that faith. That I may know him, the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his sufferings, and be made conformable unto his death. If by any means I might attain to the resurrection of the dead. Not as though I had already attained, neither were already perfect, but I follow after that which I may apprehend, that for which also I am apprehended of Christ. So brethren, I don't bother to count myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, I forget those things that are behind. Amen. I reach forward to those things that are before me. Amen. And I press towards the mark for the prize, the high calling of Christ Jesus on my life. And there, let us therefore as many as be thus minded, perfect. And if anything would be otherwise minded, God shall even reveal this unto us. So nevertheless, where we've already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us mind the same things. Amen. Colossians 1.9 For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. We desire that you might be filled with all the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Amen. That you might walk worthy of the Lord and do all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might, according to the glorious power, unto all patience and longsuffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, Amen. who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood even the forgiveness of sins. Amen. Three, one. If then you be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, whereas Christ sets at the right hand of God. Set your affections on the things above and not the things that are here on the earth. For you are dead and your life is hidden with Christ in God. So when Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall you also appear with him in glory. Amen. So mortify your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, covetousness, which is idolatry. For which things sake the wrath of God is going to come upon the children of disobedience. In which you also walked in before when you lived in them. But now, also put off these. Anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Let not, let not one lie not one to another, seeing that you have put off that old man and all his behaviors. Amen. All of his deeds. And you have put on the new man, which is renewed with the knowledge after the image of him that created him. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision, uncircumcision, barbarian, Satan, bond, or free, but Christ is all in all. So put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, and longsuffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any other, even as Christ forgave you, so also do you forgive him. Amen. And above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which you are also called in one body. And be thankful for that. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns, spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Yes. And whatever you do in the word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God and the Father Amen. by Him. Second, First Thessalonians 4, 1. Furthermore, then we beseech you, brethren, and we exhort you by the Lord Jesus, as you received of us how you ought to walk and to please God, so you would then abound more and more to do that. For you know that our, our, what commandments we gave you by the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, and even for your sanctification, that you abstain from fornication. That every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. Not in the lust of concupiscence, which, as the Gentiles, which know not God, that no man will go to beyond and defraud his brother in any manner, because that Lord is an avenger of such, as we also forewarned you and we've testified. For God has not called us to uncleanness, but he's called us to holiness. Amen. He therefore that despises, despises not man, but despises God who also was given to us his spirit, but is touching brotherly love. Need not that I write to you, for you yourselves are taught of God to love one another. And indeed, you do it towards all the brethren, which are all which are, are in all Macedonia. And we beseech you, brethren, that you increase more and more. 
But you would study to be quiet and to do your own business, to work with your own hands as we commanded you. That you may walk honestly towards them and without, so that you might have lack of nothing. Second Corinthians 1 11. Wherefore also we pray always for you that our God <clears throat> will count you worthy of this calling. He would fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith and power in you. Amen. That the name of the Lord Jesus Christ may be established in you and you in him. According to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. 2.13 But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brother, beloved of the Lord, because God has, from the beginning, chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and the belief of the truth. Where have you been called by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus? Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which you have been taught, whether by word or by our example. Let now let our Lord Jesus Christ himself and even God our Father, which has loved us and given us an everlasting consolation and good hope through the grace, let him comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and every good work. Amen. Turn with me to 1 Peter 6. But God lives with contentment is great gain. For we bought nothing into this world and certain pretty soon we're not going to take anything out. Having food and raiment, let us therewith be content. But they which will be rich fall into temptations and a snare, and to any, <clears throat> to many foolish and hurtful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money, or the stuff money buys, the root of all evil, which some have coveted after they've erred from the faith, and have placed, pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But you, O man of God, flee these things. Follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life where you have also been called and are professed a good profession before many witnesses. So I'm going to give you charge in the sight of God who quickens all things. And before Christ Jesus, who before Pontius Pilate witnessed a good confession, that you would keep this commandment without spot, unrebukable, until the appearing of the second coming of the Lord Jesus, which is in his times he shall show who is the blessed and only royal, the King of kings, Lord of lords, who only has immortality, dwelling in the light which no man can approach into, which no man has seen nor can see, to whom be honor and power everlasting. Amen. So there's a lot of things that we can't see yet that have been given to us. Yeah. But I don't want you to see it. I want you to want you to, to live in such a way to hope for it. Yes. Second Timothy 1.6. Wherefore, I'm going to put you in remembrance that <clears throat> you stir up the gift of God was in, in you by putting on my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. So be you not therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me as prisoner, but be a partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. Who has saved us, called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before the world began. But is now being made manifest by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus, who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Titus 2.11 For the grace of God brings salvation as appeared unto all men. Guess we can't, no excuse, right? right. Yes. Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, godly in this present world. There, circle that, don't you? Do this. Looking for that blessed hope, the glorious appearing of the great God, our Savior Jesus, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity, purifying himself of peculiar people. See, he calls you by name. Peculiar yeah. people, okay? Yes. And zealous of good works. These things speak, exhort, and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise you. 
put them in mind to be subject to principalities, powers, to obey magistrates, to be ready to do every good work, to speak evil of no man, to be not brawlers, but gentle, showing all meekness unto all men. For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish and disobedient, deceived, serving diverse lusts and pleasures, living in malice, hate and envy, hateful and hating one another. But after the kindness and the love of God our Savior towards man appeared, not by works which we have done in righteousness, but we have, according to his mercy, he saved us. But by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which he shed upon us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior, then that being justified by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. So this is a faithful saying. That these things I will that you would affirm them and remind yourself to say, yes, 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 affirm them constantly. They which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works, for these things are good and profitable to all men. But avoid foolish questions and genealogies and contentions, strivings about the law, for they are unprofitable and they are vain. Hebrews 10, 19. Having therefore, brethren, boldness, James the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he has consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart, full assurance, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession for faith without wavering, for he that is faithful that is promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much more as you see the days approaching. 32. But call to remembrance the former days in which after you were illuminated, you endured a great fight of afflictions, partly while you were made a gazing stock both by reproaches and afflictions, and partly while you became companions of them that were so used. For you had compassion to me and my bonds, took joyfully this falling of your goods, knowing in yourselves, in yourselves, Amen. that you have in heaven a better and more enduring substance. Amen. So cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which has a great recompense reward. Yeah. For you have been in need of patience, that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For a, yet a little while, and he that will come will come, and he will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. If any man draw back, though my soul will have no pleasure in him. We are not of them that draw back into perdition. We are of them that believe to the saving of the souls. Yes. 11.1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. For it, by it the elders obtain a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so the things which are seen were not made of the things which do appear. By faith Abel offered unto a God a more excellent sacrifice then came, for which he obtained a witness that was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he, being dead, still speaks. Amen. By Enoch, he was translated that he should not see death, and it was not found because God had translated him. But before his translation, he had a testimony, and his testimony was that he pleased God. And without faith, it's impossible to please him, for he that comes to God must first believe that he is God, that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So, by faith, Noah, being warned of God, of things that not seen as yet, moved with fear, preparing an ark to saving of the house by which he condemned the world and became an heir of righteousness, which is by that, again, the faith of doing what God said, even though it had never even been heard of before. Yeah. James 4, 1. From whence comes wars and fightings among you? Do not come even of your lusts that war in your members. You lust, you have not, you kill, you desire to have. You cannot obtain. You fight and war, you have not, because... You don't ask. You ask and receive not because you ask to miss. You ask and you, you might consume it upon your lusts. So you adulterers and adulteresses know you not 
that the friendship of the world is enmity with God, whosoever therefore be a friend of the world is the enemy of God? Do you think that the scripture says in vain the spirit that dwells in us lusts to envy? But he that gives more grace, wherefore he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves therefore unto God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinner, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and then the Lord shall lift you up. Amen. Amen. 1 Peter 1.3 Blessed be God, the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that's incorruptible, undefiled, fades not away, deserved in heaven for you, Amen. you who are kept by the power of God through faith and the salvation ready to be revealed in these last times. Whereunto you greatly rejoice. Though now for a season if need be, you're in heaviness through manifold temptations. That the trial of your faith being much more precious than that of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found to the praise and honor and the glory at the appearing of Jesus, whom having not seen you love, and whom though now you still see him not, yet you believe, you rejoice with the joy that's unspeakable, full of glory, and you receive the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls, of which... Salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently, who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you, searching what manner, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ which was in them did signify, when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that would follow. Unto whom it was revealed that not in themselves, but unto us they did minister the things, which are now reported by you, by them, that have preached the gospel to you with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven, which things even the angels desire to look into. So wherefore? Gird up the loins of your mind, be sober. Hope to the end for the grace that to be brought unto you at the revelation of Christ. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lusts and your ignorance, but as he that which has called you is holy, be also holy in all manner of conduct. For it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. And if you call upon the Father, who without respect of persons judges according to every man's work, pass your time of sojourning here in fear. For as much as you know that you are not redeemed with corruptible things, such as silver and gold from your selfish conduct received by the traditions of your fathers, but with the precious blood of Jesus as a lamb without blemish, without spot, who truly was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifested in these last times just for you. Amen. For whom? By him do believe in God that raised him from the dead and gave him glory, that your faith and your hope might be in God and God alone. Second Peter 1-3. According to his divine power, has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him, the knowledge of him that has been called us to glory and virtue. Yes. Amen. Therefore, whereby are given to us exceeding and great precious promises, that by these we might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that's in the world through our former lusts. Amen. Amen. And besides this, give diligence to add to your faith virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness. To godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things be in you and they abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacks these things is blind, cannot see afar off, and has forgotten that he's been purged from his old sin. Wherefore the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and your election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. For an entrance shall be ministered to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and our Savior Jesus. First John 1. Five. 
Then this is the message which we have heard of him and declared to you that God is light, and in God there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him then we should be, and we walk and still in our darkness, we are liars and we don't know the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Christ is going to cleanse us from our sins. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, though we deceive ourselves, truth again is not in us. If we confess our sins, though, he is faithful to and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us even from all unrighteousness. Amen. You know, not all sin is unrighteous. So having a cleanse from your sin and cleanse from unrighteousness might be two different things. Just so you know. If we say we have not sinned, then we make him a liar and his word is not in us. So my little children, these things I write unto you, that you sin not. If any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And he is the propitiation of our sins, not only ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. So hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He that says, I know him and keeps not the commandments, again, is a liar and truth is not in him. But whoso keeps his word in him truly is the love of God perfected. Hereby we know that we are in him. He that says he abides in him ought himself also walk even as Jesus walked. Amen. Brethren, I write no new commandment to you, but an old commandment which you had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which you have heard from the beginning. And again, I have a new commandment I write unto you, which the thing is true in him and in you. Because the darkness is past and the true light is now shining. Yes. So we go back and say, there's an old commandment of the ten, and the new commandment is the two. The two also fulfill the ten, right? Yes. Okay, so that's his point in that message there. First John 1, 3, or 3, 1, I'm sorry. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, and we should be called sons and daughters of God, wherefore the world knows us not, because they didn't know him. So, beloved, now you are the sons of God, and it's not sons and daughters, sorry, and it does not appear yet what we shall be. Notice, he didn't even know where we're going. But he hasn't created it yet. Hmm. Nice position. So guess what? If you had a really nice prayer life, and you got before him, and you, and you committed yourself, and you had this great relationship, think he might give you more if he created something? Yes. yes. Maybe. Why? Because you're honorable. But if you don't, um, I don't know what you feel. we got a blueprint for an outhouse, but I'm sure he does. Just saying. That's not funny. I think it's funny. <laughs> Beloved, we are now the sons of God. It does not appear what we shall be. We know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Amen. And every man that has this hope in himself purifies himself even as Christ is pure. Whosoever commits sin transgresses the law, for sin is a transgression of the law. We know that he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him there wasn't any sin. Amen. So whosoever then abides in him sins not. Yay, whosoever sins has not seen him, neither known him. Boo, little children, let no man deceive you. He that does righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. But he that commits sin is of the devil. For the devil sins from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whosoever that is born of God does not commit sin, for his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. Mm. And this, the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil. Whosoever does not righteousness is not of God, neither is he that loves not his brethren. 3.18. My little children, let us not love in word and tongue, but in deed and truth. Amen. Hereby we know that we are of the truth, and we assure our hearts before him. For our heart condemns God is greater than our heart and knows all things. But beloved, if our heart condemns not, we can have confidence towards our God. Whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments, and we do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Keep the commandments, do things pleasing in his sight. Hmm. And this is that commandment, that we should believe in the name of the Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. And he that keeps his commandment dwells in him, and he in him also. And hereby we know that he abides in us by the Spirit which he has given to each, each one of us. 5.1. Whosoever believes that Jesus is Christ is born of God, 
and everyone that loves him that begot loves him that's begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God. When we love God, we keep his commandments. And this is the love of God, that we would keep the commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcomes the world but he that believes that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? Nine. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God that he should, that which he has testified in his Son. He that believes in the Son of God has a witness in himself. And he that believes not, God has made God a liar because he believes not the record that God gave his Son. And this is that record that God has given to us eternal life and that life is in his Son. Amen. He that has the Son has life. He that has not the Son has not life. Amen. These things I've written unto you that you believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that we ask anything according to his will, he will hear us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that he, we have the petitions that we desire of him. 18. So we know that whosoever is born of God sins not. But he that is begotten of God keeps himself. And that wicked one can't touch him. We know that we are of God and the whole world lies in wickedness. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given to us an understanding. That we may know him that is true. We are in him that is true. Even in his son Christ. And this is the true God. This is eternal life for little children. Do me a big favor and keep yourself away from idols. Amen. That's your message. So, Father, we come before you and say thank you, Lord, for this time. Ask, Lord God, your spirit continue to unfold this message, this word, this teaching, Lord God, that we would come to a fuller and greater understanding of how it relates to us in our life today. We ask, Lord God, that in all these things you'd be glorified, that we'd have the opportunity high and lifted up in your presence. So we pray these things, Father. Through the precious blood and the precious name of Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. Amen and amen. Amen. amen.